So it has been quite a while since I gave you a Nifty update. Exactly what is happening with Nifty Business? What's going on behind the scenes? We're going to dive into that today. It's going to be a little bit different than my typical episodes, but the State of Nifty episodes is normally just a raw, unfiltered look at what's going on behind the scenes. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. If you've been following the newsletter at niftybusinessweek.com, you have been on my Twitter at Tropic Vibes, or I should say at my, on my X, wherever you are, you're following the updates and so forth. You knew that over the last three weeks, I have been back in the family business. I was covering someone's vacation and it totally messed up my flow, my creative flow, my energy. Everything was really off. So if you know that, you know exactly what was going on there. And when you get into a rhythm as a creator or anyone really, if you have a workflow, you have a particular way of doing that. I, the same way, I love to cook. I'm the one who really does the cooking in the house because the kitchen is my favorite room in the entire house besides my tech my all my desk with all this cool stuff that I get to create with my other creative space is the kitchen I don't care about the rest of the house the couch the living room all that stuff my wife can have free reign with everything but when it comes to the kitchen the pots the pans the the knives it's crazy right I absolutely love that stuff I, I worked at Bed Bath & Beyond I'm a gadget freak and so forth I used to sell cutlery back in my prime that was one of my jobs vector marketing back in the day and I'd go house to house selling cutlery so anyways I said all that to say this Right When I have a particular flow, when I'm creating, whether it's cooking or I'm doing my creative stuff, I have a rhythm. And once I have that rhythm, I can bang out stuff. I can create. I can do all sorts of things. I edit in batches. You name it. Whether it's prepping, I love to prep, cut all my onions up all at once, and I'll freeze them so that way I don't have to deal with the prep work another time and so forth. So when it came to this jumping back and forth between the company and then creative stuff, it made it virtually impossible for me to find a rhythm. Sometimes I would have to stop after a half an hour. So I was able to create something, but I couldn't edit. Then I was able to edit something a little bit, but then my mojo was off. I couldn't really come on live. That is why I actually canceled one of the live recordings a couple weeks ago. It's because my energy levels were extremely low while doing that. So I said all that to say this, that all of you that are trying to build something within Web3 and you're doing all of this, you're hopping on spaces, you're trying to create, you're trying to up-level all the things that you're doing and just be on top of things and be aware. I know it is very important and that's why I try to get this stuff out and try to give you the information, not from the DGEN's perspective of, oh, this is what you're going to FOMO into to make a million dollars, but here's the cool stuff that's happening. You might not have the time to research it and I pour hours and hours into what turns out to be a 10-minute episode, but been off the rocker, been really out of sorts over the last couple of days, but now getting things back into gear, a whole bunch of things I've been editing like crazy. I've been putting out tweets. My last interviews were actually done on video, but I wasn't able to get it all pretty and just make clips and shorts and throw that stuff out there. That is coming down the pipeline. I'm getting ready to do all of that. So some interesting things are happening there. Also from the newsletter that you will see that I spoke about getting ready to monetize this thing as far as building it into a business. Not just me researching and talking about the stuff that I find interesting and I love doing this, but how am I going to make this sustainable? 
As I mentioned, I exited family business. So what is my plan going forward? How am I going to propel this? How am I going to build this into something sustainable? And I always speak about the fact that I don't take sponsors. And I'm not saying that to beat my chest and say, oh, I'm so amazing. I don't take sponsors. It's just two very different business models as to how content creators monetize. I want my own products and services, particularly serving the business sector. Again, this is nifty business. I'm creating this stuff, speaking about business and how it's going to serve businesses. I'm coming out of a family business. So I was always looking at B2B. I don't necessarily want to sell courses and sell all these different things to people. I want to give away this stuff. I just want to talk about cool stuff. I want to meet amazing people and I want to serve people in ways that then I can bridge it and create a business that serves businesses. For the most part, that is not the most sexy. That is not the most glamorous. But as far as the most lucrative, in my opinion, that's the way to go. Consumer-facing businesses are very competitive. There are uh, lots of elements and everyone's trying to slash prices and there's a race to the bottom element. And as we can see during a bear market such as this, there's a lot of interest that dries up. People don't want to necessarily get into the next mint or the next project or the next coin or whatever it might be for other reasons, such as they might have bills, they might have a downturn, they might have a decrease in salary and so forth, and they don't have deep disposable income as prices are soaring. Inflation is still not under control. I don't care what any economist says in any of these countries. We're like, we are still in this thing and it's crazy. The three weeks that I was back when I was working prices, some of them were jumping 10, 15% from the last invoice, which comes in every single week. Inflation is real. And I'm in Jamaica. I know it's not as hyperinflated in the States, but inflation is still there too. With price rages and all these different things that's happening, I spoke about my nephew being paid like $15 to work at McDonald's, which is crazy. They're getting ready to lay them all off and put AI kiosks and all sorts of crazy stuff anyways. But that's another topic, another story in itself. But no, this is like, really legitimate stuff. Like even people are having to get price conscious with their burgers because things are just getting crazy. So I understand when you're selling to consumers, all these different things do play into factor. And that is why a lot of people that are ranking on selling their art or whatever, and people just aren't supporting it. And they're throwing words at people as if, oh, they're not supporting me. They don't love me. They don't care about me. But no, here's the truth. Everybody is hurting right now, not just NFT artists and NFT creators and whatever. Like It's rough for everybody, right? It is really rough out here. So businesses, on the other hand, yes, if the economy is bad, businesses aren't making as much money. But when you're serving businesses, there's a financial motivation, right? You can link that directly to their ROI, their return on investments. Any business will gladly spend $100,000 with you if they're going to get a million dollars back or whatever it might be, just anything that's positive, right? Now, a consumer that has no direct business, nothing to link that to, no charts to check to say, okay, this is the return that I'm looking over this period of time and so forth. This is my goal. It is all over the place. That's why you have to reward them a free airdrops. You have to promise the world and then all this stuff. They're always looking for the next thing. They were spoiled during the bull market where every three minutes prices were doubling. They were making all sorts of money and that's what they're looking for. So it is very difficult to have that consumer facing thing. For example, if there was a course of how to make better YouTube videos, there's one that I know for sure. It sells for $50, a great course. I think they sold like 300,000 copies of the course. They made a killing of it. Then they had another one, which some other creative topic but then they launched a course that taught people how to make courses that sold. They showed all the money that they made with the first two courses, the $50 course and some other course. And then they said, all right, if you want to learn how to make courses to make this money that we just made, guess what? 
they're not selling that one for 50 bucks. They're selling that one for $1,000. Why? Because the person that's buying that $1,000 course, they're looking at it and saying, okay, do I think I can make back $1,000 with this because I'm a business? As opposed to the creator who's saying, you know what? I'm just dabbling. I'm probably never going to see any ad revenue from YouTube. I just want to make better videos and it's just fun for me. I want some more likes. I want my friends to say, oh, that's so cool. I just don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. It is a completely different sale. So that person, their problem really isn't that big. They're not really willing to spend $1,000. And even if they are, they wouldn't have sold 300,000 people on that vision, right? It would have definitely sold it to a lot fewer people. So the same thing happens. A business, what do they value it at versus what a consumer values it at? It's a completely different thing. So we're thinking of, let's say, some random creator. I'm going to use a logo designer on it. And this is how this all ties into why I want to go consumer side. And this is why it might be relevant to you to actually listen to this. It's not just me rambling about business versus consumers. I assume that you're listening to this because you're trying to explore this technology, trying to build something. And you're wondering, how am I going to use NFTs? How am I going to use the blockchain, Web3 technology, all of this stuff to then make money with it? I assume that you don't want to just spend the rest of your life degening and flipping. So when it comes to considering, am I going to be a B2C, which is business to consumer type of agency or type of a firm or a business, whatever you want to call it? Or am I going to be a B2B business, meaning business serving businesses, the businesses are your customers. That is a huge consideration. It's completely two different models, pricing, how you go about doing different things. Obviously, some of the most profitable companies in the world are B2C. Walmart, grocery stores, you have gas stations, you have so many other businesses that are serving customers. Either way, like just knowing what your goal is when you're going into this, trying to figure out how you're going to monetize this and all of this, when it comes to the business, they're trying to figure out how is this going to benefit them and if they have money to make from it because they already have the infrastructure, they have customers or product and so forth, it is a much higher price tag that it comes with. There's not going to be as many businesses that you're going to serve as when you're serving customers, but that is also why you don't necessarily need a massive audience if you're creating content, if you're serving businesses. So if you realize, if you go to your favorite business podcasters, your favorite business influencers, usually they have a much, much smaller following than your typical celebrity right? Your celebrities are just serving entertainment out to the masses. They might have 100 million followers or 100 million subscribers or whatever it might be, some crazy numbers. And then you have these business guys that are making billions and billions of dollars. They have some crazy thing that they're doing, like like Richard Branson, the founder of Virgin everything, Virgin Galactic, Virgin Mobile, Virgin Airlines, all this stuff. And he has a few million followers. Yeah, that's a lot. But it is nothing compared to a Paris Hilton or a lot of these celebrities, with the, va- with the exception, of course, Elon Musk, because he is just a rare breed. He has multiple businesses. He's all over the place. He's breaking all the rules as to multitasking and whatever, and has become a celebrity. He has a massive following on X and so forth. But that is the exception to the rule. Generally speaking, the richest people in the world have much smaller followings than the mass market consumer celebrities, right? So again... Fewer numbers leads to higher prices and much more aligned incentives with whatever you're trying to create. So what's happening here with Nifty Business, I know this actually shifted away from the update from Nifty Business and I started to speak about 
exactly the broad view of what we could possibly be doing in this space. So hopefully you found value in that. And now I'm going to get back on the rails and get back onto the tracks of what I was initially speaking about. So going forward, I want to really build a connection with various people, not to make a profit off of that connection, that community, if you will. If you've been following the newsletter, what have you, I said, I want to build an NFT community in the beer market without selling NFTs. What? What does that mean? Meaning that I'm not trying to sell these NFTs or sell coins or something to people in order to get a max return and royalties and all that stuff like we saw 18, 24 months ago. When I say an NFT community, people that are interested in building businesses and using NFT technology and all the stuff that I've been speaking about this entire episode, trying to get them into a community. Now, I want to start with 100 people. That's all I want to start with. I know, as I said, like, what? That is absolutely crazy. Not millions, not thousands. No, 100 people. The reason why I want to get 100 people together that are on the same page that found everything that I'm speaking about in this episode interesting is because I truly believe that if we get them in the same place, we have the masterminds, if you will, we put our ideas together, we bounce them off of each other, we find partners, we might very well find our co-founders for whatever enterprise that we're trying to start within this group. But most importantly, I can have a better pulse of what kind of content, what kind of information that you guys want. And I can also then use that to leverage and get the type of guest that would be most beneficial to the 100 people. So if you are one of those 100 people that ends up coming into this thing, you hear all of this, I think it's only fair that I give you some say, some input. Say, all right, which type of guest, who would you like me to see? Because as you've seen, I've been able to get some people that are way above my pay grade. I'm talking about CEOs for companies and all sorts of stuff, and they're willing to talk to me for whatever reason. Like, it still blows my mind that I have publicists reaching out to me, and it's crazy. I'm just a guy in Jamaica that was in a family business that would love to talk about NFTs, and somehow publicists started to reach out to me. It's crazy. I'm saying all that to say this. More often than not, I say no to these people. I'm like, you know what? I just don't see what value you can bring to my audience or whatever it might be. Generally, I bring people on that I'm interested in and that I find fits into this narrative. Nine out of 10 times, I say no, or I just ignore it because some of them are just copied and pasted requests and so forth. But If I have those 100 people telling me, all right, look, I really want to hear from a guy that is using this stuff in, let's say, CRM, customer relationship management, and how they're using this, for example, over at Starbucks and so forth, then I'll do my best. I'll reach out to maybe not the CEOs of some large company like Starbucks, but there is some guy in that tech department that is working within that Web3 division that would love to talk about Starbucks could come into a space, could come into a recording where those 100 people would have access to, to then go back and ask some questions and what have you. And that's basically what I'm getting ready to roll out. So this is just a little preview. This is not the sales pitch. I know you might be listening to this and say, what is this going to cost? Like, how much are we going to get into this? How are we going to do this? But remember, like I said, this whole thing that I was just speaking about, the intention is not to make money on the individual person. It is to start this community up of 100 people. And I really want to do this by the end of the year. I want to start rolling this out while I'm even here. And I'm speaking about this and just from the top of my heart and just how I'm going to roll this out. What I'm thinking is straight up, anyone that wants to pay with their debit card, credit card, whatever it might be, can get into this thing. Sure, if you want to pay with crypto or whatever. But I know just traditional sales, I came from the marketing background. I can build a sales funnel page or whatever it might be. People can just put in their information 
And then, of course, you know, we're going to have some fun, use NFTs and all that stuff, but I'm not selling the NFTs. I will use the NFTs in fun ways within that 100 people. And with the goal of having everyone meet each other, leverage our talents and skills and so forth, see exactly how we can build our businesses going forward. And I've been doing this for two years now, and I have no intentions of stopping. We're in the depths of the bear market, and I've been discovering the most amazing things and the most amazing people. Some just really crazy experiences are coming up that are just mind-blowing, and I can't wait for things to get really exciting and for the people to show up again. And that is what we're here to try to leverage that since we're still here. We are the crazy few people that are not DGENs that are still in this space, right? So... I want to add as much value to this as possible. If this is something that you are interested in, you'd love to get into this, I'm going to have it for the ridiculous price of $97 to get into this. And what I'm going to do is lock that 100 people in. However, I decide to monetize this down the future, the people that get in for that $97, I'm going to do all sorts of things for them for an entire year, but for the lifetime of this business. Like those 100 people are going to be the most important people that are on this journey simply because they're the ones that are going to help me to really build this out because those are the people that saw the vision in this in the depths of the bear market. And look, if you have the insight to see that this stuff is way beyond flipping JPEGs, then yeah, I want you along the ride and I want your input because you're the type of mind that I would love to tap into. And I don't care if you have 10 followers if you can see the vision in this, I know that you are the type of person that I need to be speaking to. And what better way than to open up, have direct access to me, you're gonna have all sorts of different things. And I'll really hammer out like the actual offer itself in a much more formal presentation. But again, you are the one that's listening to this. And right here, this is behind the scenes conversation and I'm pouring this out. I'm spilling the beans even before I go public with this like formal sales pitch and all this stuff, that's going to be all over the Twitter feed. But I just know anyone that is listening to the podcast, those are the diehards. Those are the people that have been in their eardrums for the last two years. And those are the people that would be most interested. So I would love to hear your feedback on that. If this is something that you want to get into, $97 is what it's going to be. Minimum one year. You're going to have all the input Get to show up for Q&As for all these guests. Get to give me some insights as to who to bring on, who to speak to, and all of that stuff. And whatever comes down the pipeline, you're going to get it for free as a part of all of this. It's crazy. And again, my entire goal is not to make money off of listeners. It is to build connections and build businesses. And then whatever it is that I'm going to launch this into is going to be a business-to-business business. <laughs> business-to-business business. That's a lot of businesses. But yeah, so... Contact information is in the show notes. Feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter or X, I should say. I got to really get that vernacular down. Love to hear your thoughts and comments and concerns on that. And we will be back to our regular scheduled programming, of course. Thank you for listening to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.